0: people 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of what else the arsenio buck show welcome back man i'm so happy to be back man oh my god i'm talking through the blue yeti microphone whatever you want to call it man i'm so happy to be back i'm so happy to be back i already said that so game changers, guys we're getting back into the darren hardy book of game changing duh so when it comes to game changes right We need to develop five different strategies. I'm going to talk to you guys about five different strategies for eliminating bad habits. And then, of course, in tomorrow's podcast, which will be Thursday, I will be talking about, of course, six techniques for installing good habits. So stay tuned for that. These are going to be joint podcasts, so I hope this really helps you guys out. Uh, So here we go. Your habits are learned, right? Everything is influenced when we're young and everything's happening. uh, We're basically influenced by, you know, the geographical standpoint, uh, the financial standpoint. If money was very scarce in your family a long time ago, of course, you're going to believe that money has always been bad or you can't get money. It's very difficult to get money. It's just like habits. So the thing is, it could be unlearned if you want to sell your life in a new direction, okay, you're going to have to first pick up those anchors of bad habits that are in the deep part of the ocean that are weighing you down. So let's get into first one. Number one, identify your triggers. <coughs> Excuse me. Look at your list of bad habits. Okay. After you write down the list of bad habits, look at, all, look, you have to refer to it. And then after you do that, You need to figure out what the four big W's are. The four big W's, of course, the who, the what, the where, and the when. And it's basically underlying each of the bad behaviors that you've listed. So, example, are you more likely to drink too much when you're with certain people? So, from, um, what is it, from a very realistic standpoint, um, example, when I went to America, this past April there was a particular person I did not want to drink with because he's a very loud and obnoxious person and I don't particularly care for him of course so I went to university with him by the name of DJ and you know DJ continued to bother this particular uh well you know the friend that I had back in the day her name's Lisa. Uh, and he would continue bugging her saying, say, what are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do? Should we go out? Should we go out? And I kept telling Elise, I'm like, I'm not going to hang out with that guy because he's all bad habits. And the last time I hung out with him, he made an absolute scene at a bar in the middle of downtown Las Vegas back in 2012, literally screaming, video recording, doing this, doing that. He was an insane drunk and I didn't like anything about him. So of course, when I went back to America this year, I said, Hey, I'm not going to hang out with that guy. I'm done looking at that guy. So that's why, th- this is what you have to do. You have to start exit. I'm not saying completely eliminate them, but just go from, kind of like what Gary Vee said. He said, when you're around those particular people who you seemingly, they always complain about things and they drop down everything, and drop down your energy, and drop down your emotions, and blah, 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 blah. Just limit yourself. You don't have to talk to that person twice a day. Try doing it twice a week. See what I mean? So, Going on to the next one. Is there a particular time of day when you just have something sweet? So example, my example, of course, is between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. For some reason, I have a sugar rush and I want something very, very sweet. And this is, of course, when I have those long teaching days, which are soon to change. Those extremely long teaching days, uh, Saturday and Sunday, which are no more. But you see. Figure that out, and the thing is, what you could do to replace that is, hey, you know what, let me just have, like, you know, a little bit of fruit nearby. You know, I could have some strawberries, some pineapples, some cut-up green apples or whatnot, or even just get a pomegranate. A pomegranate or what is that? Oh, my God, what's the name of that fruit? It reduces sugar cravings significantly. A grapefruit. I think it's a grapefruit. There you go. Okay, a grapefruit. No, I'm not talking about grapes. I'm talking about a grapefruit that reduces sugar sugar cravings big time so i would suggest that going into the next one what emotions tend to provoke your worst habits stress fatigue anger nervousness boredom honestly when i go to my job right now i'm i'm not i wouldn't say i'm scared but i have that very anxious feeling right now that anxious feeling saying hey uh we're going to complain about you again and say this about you again and we're going to do this again and that again and there's always this particular being who i just hate being around uh, and the people who work that, I, I just, I just have that anxious feeling in general, that's why I knew it was time for me to leave, so, I mean, people, you know, you know, basically stress, fatigue, anger, are there particular people that you are around that always brings those types of emotions into your, I guess you could say your state of awareness, and so that's why I stopped talking to virtually every teacher who I work with except the graphic designer who I basically employed now because she's the only one that can ultimately uplift me professionally. And she just doesn't sit there and have a whiny bitch party. I had realized like back in May I had to stop talking to someone I always talked to because it was always just complain, complain, complain. Yeah, there is one particular individual that I talk to about sports, but that's it uh everyone else I just walk right by I don't have time for that because there's nothing that we have in common and we definitely don't see eye to eye I mean if you want to say hello by all means say hello but you might not get a hello out of me I try reducing as much communication with these specific individuals as I can because they're nothing but bad news they're nothing but complaints and they're not going to help me one way or another with anything I'm trying to achieve in my life how about this When do you experience those emotions? Where are you? What are you doing? So those emotions, stress, fatigue, anger, nervousness, boredom. When do you experience those feelings most? At my workplace. So what did I end up doing? I ended up finding another job. That's how it works. Because I'm no longer happy there. So next one. What situations prompt your bad habits? You know, getting into your car. Uh you know, visiting your in-laws, conferences, social settings, deadlines, physically insecure, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. These are things that you're gonna have to figure out. Take a closer look at your routines. What do you typically say when you get up? Do you say, oh my god, it's Monday, I'm gonna kill myself? Like a lot of Americans do. How about when you have your after you have your coffee, your breakfast, your lunch, or when you've gone gotten home from a long day? Do you say, Woo! Oh, my God, it was such a bad day. Oh, my God, it's such a long day at work. I'm going to have to go in tomorrow. <sighs> I remember there was, a, there was a place I worked for called Cool Seal. I'm pretty sure they're closed down now. But it's back in 2005. And I remember I would work there from like 6 a.m. all the way up till 4 p.m. And it was all about just picking up a bunch of paint buckets or doing something or cleaning up. And it was for like literally $180 baht an hour, which was $6 an hour, which was complete dog shit, excuse my language, Uh, and so I remember the next day I woke up, and I was like, dude, it's funny, because I just went from making $15 an hour, $450 an hour, to making, you know, just holding a sign, to making dog shit at a factory, same thing happened when I worked for my mother, one of my mother's friends' companies called Court Trade Show, I'll just call it out, because it doesn't really matter, uh, just to give you guys a name, and when I worked there, I worked with a bunch of Sleaze bags, for the lack of a better term, a bunch of guys that would make sexually implicit remarks towards women every time they seen a woman, they'd be, like, "Ooh, look at her legs, look at her." It's just, it was a disgusting atmosphere, and all we did was work, 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 work for like ten to twelve hours a day, and then when we got off, we were like, "Oh my god, we're finally off work. It's it's amazing." And then next, you know, you wake up the next morning, you say, "Oh my god, I have to do this again." No, thank you. So. That's what you have to do, guys. You really have to just write it down. Like write it down in a notebook. Label it the bad habit killer, whatever you want to do. But as soon as you do it, the more you identify what areas you're experiencing these specific things in, the better you're able to just basically take them out or just add them in for a new addition. Well, kind of like healthy eating habits, but I'll get into that in the next one. So here we go. Cleaning house, get the scrubbing. If you are a binge drinker and you're always drinking alcohol day in and day out, every weekend, every day, every minute, you're gonna have to remove every drop from your house. Get rid of the glasses, the utensils, the 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 the, the all that stuff that ultimately triggers that you know that emotion to say, oh my god, I need alcohol. See what I mean? If you want to stop drinking coffee, get rid of the coffee maker. Get rid of all the bags that you have. Um, if you're trying to curb your spending, take an evening and cancel every catalog and retail that you get in your mailbox or your inbox or whatever it may be. If you want to eat more healthily, you're going to have to drop all that garbage that's in your frozen food, basically the freezer of your refrigerator. Stop buying all that junk food. Get everything out that will lead to the destructive habits. This is what, why number two is the most important Cleaning house is unbelievably important. If you do not clean house, you're going to keep engaging in those destructive habits. Why? Because everything is still there. Get it? And what you need to do, swap it. Look again at your list of bad habits. How can you alter so they're not as harmful? Can you replace them with good, healthier habits or drop them altogether? It's kind of like the bad meals that you have, you know. Okay, I'll give you a nice example. So, basically where I used to live, if I can actually just close my eyes and think about that area, 7-Eleven was connected to one of the condominiums just a second away. away. Did they have healthy food there? Absolutely not. 7-Eleven never has healthy food. So, what are the the stop shops that I have around? Basically, I have Burger King. And basically, I have Pizza Company. Basically, it's like a Pizza Hut or whatever Papa John's you want to call it. And other than that, there's just a bunch of Thai food that's very poorly prepped uh, in very dirty areas. And of course, I'm never going to eat that. So basically, what I have is if I don't buy anything from the shopping plaza where I work, I'm going to end up resorting eating some garbage. So for, for instance, right now, it's 3.37 p.m. I'm pre-recording this podcast, obviously. And because I'm hungry right now, What I would end up doing, if I did not have work today, I would definitely go to that Burger King. Why? I'm not going to go all the way to the shopping plaza where I don't want to be at to buy some food that I don't want to eat. Or um, to buy some food that I do want to eat. So it would be a pizza or a Subway or this or that. It would always be the same thing over and over and over. But right now, 3.37 p.m., well now 3.38 p.m., living in this new location. I've already boiled some vegetables, and I'm going to cook some chicken along with some onions and a couple other things before my workout tonight. See how that works? It's beautiful, isn't it? When you actually get the opportunity to prepare meals and whatnot, you'll end up being very, very successful in that realm. See, if I look at the top of my uh, refrigerator, I have some whole wheat bread. I have some 12-grain bread. Of course, I have a couple of snacks. Well, Honey Bunches of Oats, they're actually pretty, it's pretty good with fiber and whatnot. It probably does have a little bit of sugar in it and whatnot. And I do have a little bit of a snack in terms of a Pop-Tart, a little bit of trans fat in that. But other than that, man, I'm doing very, very well. Everything else, I have nutritional stuff in my refrigerator. I have big carrots that I literally just cut up and I just broiled. Now, am I sabotaging everything by having those specific snacks on top of my refrigerator? No, not necessarily. I'm going to go bang bust my ass in the gym tonight anyways but you understand now where I used to live I didn't want to cook in that kitchen why because it's very very hot and because I was just literally going through an infestation before I left anyways the kitchen isn't connected to air conditioning so every time I open that door the air conditioning everything that comes from uh, basically the the air conditioner in itself. It would just be so burning hot. So me cooking, I would end up sweating, and the living room would be very hot, and except Oh, it just would be too much. But now cooking is very, very enjoyable because of course the kitchen is now connected, and I have a you know a nice table sitting right there. I have this, I have that. It is just beautiful. See, if you could set yourself up, everything will be hunky adory. And number four, ease in. See, it's kind of like uh it's kinda like uh, what is this? A couple years ago. <sighs> a few years ago, Darren Hardy was talking about in this book. He said his wife's doc- his wife's doctor required that she would cut out the caffeine from her diet for several mu- you know, for several months. And of course, then being coffee lovers and whatnot, uh, she was gonna have to suffer. So, he decided it was only fair that. Basically, they would do it together, you know, basically together. So they first went on a 50-50, 50% decaffeinated, 50% regular for a week, then 100% decaf for another week, then Earl Grey decaf tea for a week, followed by decaf green tea. It took them about a month to get, over you know, to get there, but they didn't suffer even a moment of going on, you know, that type of caffeine, you know, that caffeine withdrawal, like a lot of people would do, like the the headaches, the sleepiness, the brain fog, the this the that, they didn't do any of that, if they had gone cold turkey from the beginning, they would shiver at the thought of going on a full 100% caffeinated diet, you gotta ease into it, it's kind of like me, I can't just take candy out completely, But, you know, having those gummy bears one day and having it the other day and, you know, easing into it and, you know, saying, you know, preparing myself with some some cut up fruit and whatnot and then doing this and doing that. Oh, my God, I set myself up to win. A lot of people would say, you know, you could jump in, too. But you know what? When it comes down to changing bad habits, people at home, you have to be like a a tiptoe dipper. But in your professional life, find that taking, you know, if you find that taking that big plunge is far more effective, than so, so go on, go on and do it. You know what I mean? But ease it into it is very, very important. It's kind of like having those potential new clients, the partners, the investors and whatnot. It's kind of like when I took that big professional leap to basically tell myself, hey, I'm going to move to Bangkok because I know I'm going to get paid much more and do this and do that. And so I did. And when I did that, something very, very interesting happened. Everything started coming in together. I'm not just going to say, okay, I'm going to jump right into this new job in one week. No, that's why they have the 30-day notice. You have to ease into it. So with that being said, people, it's going to be the six techniques for installing good habits in my next podcast so it relates to this and so that it helps you guys. So... I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, like, and share, and comment, do as you will, but seriously, start writing down the list, because when you start identifying it, and you go through those steps, it's going to start working, and I'm going to give you guys six techniques for installing good habits in the next podcast, so until then, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening, this is your host Arsenio, as usual, over and out.